Being a Better Man, episode 185. All right, guys, welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to Storytime with Alf. Storytime is where I tell a true story from my strange and interesting life. The purpose of the story is not just to entertain you, but also to share with you the lesson or lessons I learned from that story. They might even cause you to reevaluate parts of your life and help you get lessons that you never knew were there. With that being said, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Boy Scouts were a big part of my life between the ages of 11 and 16. I sort of faded out of it as I got older because I became involved with sports, I got interested in girls, and I started driving. However, during the first part of my teen years, it was a vital activity. I learned valuable skills in the Boy Scouts like first aid and CPR, I learned which native plants were good to eat and which ones were not, even how to start a fire in a driving rainstorm. Not to mention knot tying, wood carving, and open fire cooking. I learned how to correctly row a boat and paddle a canoe, and I could navigate through wilderness with nothing but a compass without getting lost. I still use many of these skills today. They're part of me now. It's as if I've always known these things, but I know I learned most of it in the Boy Scouts. One year, when I was around 13, there was a special scouting event. It was called a Jamboree. At this event, several different troops of scouts all converged on one big camping area, and the weekend was spent focusing on special skills. One of those special skills was lashing. For those who don't know, I'm not talking about whipping someone. Lashing is the art of building things out of logs and poles using no fasteners like nails or screws. All you're using is twine and rope. Lashing is the method by which you tie things together so that they'll stay. An accomplished lasher can make furniture like tables and chairs, small buildings like outhouses, and bigger buildings like shelters. If you spend a lot of time camping in the woods, it is a very useful skill. My group and I had been given all the instruction during the first part of the day. Now we were turned loose on a pile of logs with a big roll of twine to see what we could make. We didn't want to mess around making little things like furniture. We wanted to make something colossal. So we found the three biggest logs in the pile. They were about 25 feet long and maybe 8 inches wide at the base, tapering down to like 5 inches at the skinny end. The first thing we did was lash the skinny ends together like we had been taught. Then we stood it up and spread the logs out like legs. We had made a huge three-legged tripod. It didn't seem quite stable enough, though, so we got three more logs and lashed them horizontally about two feet off the ground, attaching the three legs of the tripod together. Now we had something. It was stable, it was tall, 
It was a tripod. We hadn't really given much thought to what the end use of this thing would be. We, we just wanted to make it. Now we were all standing there looking at this thing we had made. There was a long rope still hanging down from the center of it. We had used the rope to hoist it up off the ground. One of us decided to tie a loop in the end of the rope. That turned out to be a brilliant idea, because then one of us stood in the loop, hanging onto the rope. Slowly but deliberately, a game was taking shape. With one guy hanging from the center rope, it seemed like the only logical thing to do was start pushing him around until he was swinging back and forth. Then three of us, one at each leg of the tripod, climbed up onto the horizontal braces we had lashed on. This became your corner to defend. Suddenly the game was born. The new job of each person, standing on the horizontal logs at the three legs, was to not let the swinging guy swing all the way around the leg you were standing at. Instead, when the swinging guy came close to you, you should swing him towards your neighbor's leg and try to make it go around his. If you allowed the swinging guy to go around your leg, you lost, and then someone else would take your place. We called this game pinball because the swinging guy was very much like a pinball being bounced around and colliding with the logs with his foot in the loop while trying to hang on to the rope. It was more like a human tetherball, but we didn't think of that at the time. It really was great fun. We'd been at it for a while and were all taking turns defending a corner and also getting banged up swinging on the rope. It was my turn to be the swinging guy now. Everything was going normally. Then all of a sudden, the other three guys started jumping off. People watching started backing up. They left me in mid-swing, and I didn't understand what was going on. Everybody was looking up above me, but I was looking at everyone else and asking what was going on, what's happening. What I didn't know was that our lashing job that held the three big poles together was coming apart. Everyone else could see it, but I never did. The next thing I knew, I heard a big rubbing noise, and the loop that had kept me in the air suddenly lowered to the ground. Now I was standing there on my feet, trying to make sense of what was happening. Then I saw a big flash, followed by an excruciating pain in my shoulder. And then I was on the ground. One of the logs had come free and fallen directly onto the top of my head. It had bounced off my head and then fell on my shoulder. I wasn't exactly knocked out. I was still conscious, but very, very disoriented. I stood up quickly and looked around. Now I was even more confused because everything was black and white. I couldn't see any colors. This odd sensation sent me into a panic. I started running around, screaming over and over again that I could see, but it was all black and white. My friends didn't know what to do, so they just watched me. After a couple minutes, the adults realized something was wrong, and they came over to investigate. They got me sat down and were trying to calm me down a bit. You might not think 
The sudden loss of color vision is a very big deal, but I was freaking out, so much so that I had completely forgotten about my shoulder the tree hit after it got my head. Gradually, after maybe five minutes, color returned to the world, and I was very relieved, but it seemed like as the color returned, the pain in my shoulder intensified. I couldn't raise my arm. The pain was getting worse and worse. It turned out that my shoulder had been dislocated. Apart from an abrasion and the imprint of tree bark on my scalp, my head seemed fine. I spent the rest of that weekend in a sling, unable to participate in the other fun activities that were going on. It wasn't too bad, though, because I had got some notoriety among my peers as the guy who had a tree fall on his head got the color knocked out of him and still didn't get knocked out. (laughs) That kind of notoriety goes a long way when you're 13. Well, that's the end of this story. For me, the lesson I learned from it was clear, as clear as the color of grass and the yellow of dandelions. I learned in a very real way that we don't truly appreciate things until they're gone. We take the whole world around us for granted. In that short amount of time, when I could not see colors, I panicked because I had lost something I took for granted, something I had no idea was that dear and precious to me until that moment. I still think about it today. Whenever I see a sunset, or how maple leaves glow when the sun shines through them, this experience makes me appreciate things like that in a way that I probably wouldn't otherwise. I'm not suggesting that you go drop big things on yourself to gain appreciation for the world around you. I'm just suggesting that you take time occasionally to take stock of the things in life you might take for granted. Make time to appreciate small things. Imagine what life would be like without them, and just allow yourself to be happy that you have them. If you can find happiness with little things, it's easier to be happy in general, and happiness makes it a lot easier to be a better man today than you were yesterday. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad signing out.